Good morning, everybody. This is Larry with Restoring the Farmstead Podcast. This is episode 17, and I'm recording this on the morning of February 23rd, 2016. And yes, for those of you who subscribe, you know it's been a long time since we have had a podcast. So I apologize uh, for the delay. And it's kind of amazing. You think, well, winter comes along, you're going to have more time because you won't be as busy. I tell you, that is definitely the biggest myth out there. Uh, It has been, uh, even though it's been winter, it's still been fairly busy here on the farmstead, as well as in town and in regular life. So I wanted to give you some updates today. Uh, We are definitely counting on, or at least I am, I'm counting on an early winter Uh, or an early spring, I mean, after the groundhog gave us that uh, good report. However, last week we had some snow, and according to the weather reports, if they are to be believed, uh, after a weekend where the temperature hit 71 on Saturday, this coming Wednesday, actually tomorrow, we're supposed to get hit with 2 to 4 inches of snow. So I guess that proves we are in Illinois, and that's how things go. But uh, it's it's been a busy winter, as I said, and it's been a mild winter. I'm not complaining about it one bit. It's been nice. Uh, we've had some cold, and we've had some snow, but it has not been bad. Uh, the only thing that has just been uh, a little bit of a disappointment is on the times when I've had the time to spend... Uh, uh, working on uh, the the equipment, the tractors, uh, it's been just too cold to really uh, have that be pleasant. So they're not as far along as I'd like, but I'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, the mild winter has been nice for it being our first time with livestock up here. I'm not counting the bees as livestock. They just kind of take care of themselves in the wintertime. But with having the goats needing daily attention, you know, not having a big dump of snow where we couldn't get down the lane, not having to, you know, dig them out, that's been nice. And it hasn't been the bitter cold like we had two years ago when we had about six weeks of sub-zero weather. It killed out two-thirds of the bees uh, on the farm. And that was kind of our big fear, uh, trying to determine what would we do if if the weather got that horrible. So I'm glad it hasn't, and I don't anticipate it getting that bad at this point in time. But let me just give you some updates uh, on what's been happening. One update is just on the farmhouse. Um, we haven't uh, used as much propane, keeping the temperature at a... Uh, a nice 55 degrees whenever we're not here. Uh, the And with it being not so bad outside, the, the heating stove hasn't had to run as much. So we haven't had any problems with freezing pipes uh, or broken pipes <laughs> as we did during the bad winter. The one thing that was a very scary situation was on a Sunday, I'm going to guess it was probably the first part of January. I'm trying to remember the date, but the date isn't jumping out. But we came up after church on a Sunday, and we had, uh, I think, two or three of the grandkids with us. And as I came into the, the, the kitchen door, when I opened it up, 
I had this horrible strong smell of propane. Not like just a pilot light was out. It was bad. And I told them to stay out and stay back. I came over to the heating stove. It was ice cold. And you could just hear a hissing sound behind it. So I quickly turned off the valve uh, to shut it off. That stopped the hissing. I opened up the doors. And we just let things air out. Uh, my big concern was... Uh, the the cooking stove still had a pilot light burning. So we we got the place aired out, and up front, I, uh, after about an hour, hour and a half, I could still smell uh, what I, you know, propane, and it, and it seemed like it was coming from underneath the house. We have a hole that an animal had dug to get. We don't really have a crawl space. It's just, it's an old farmhouse. There's, it's just built up on on uh, bricks brick columns and so i called up uh roy miller with miller uh, uh fuels over in cowden and he's a, a good friend and uh he provides us with propane so he came over the next day and found that there were actually three leaks there was a leak immediately behind the cooking stove that we were able to get uh fixed there is a leak somewhere under the house going to the cook stove. However, because of a lack of a crawl space, uh, they were not able to replace that tubing uh, to get the cook stove running. So we do have the heating stove going, but we don't have a cook stove. And then there was a leak out by the propane tanks, which he fixed. So that was really scary because if we had not come up right after church, I fully believe that if we came up you know, late afternoon or evening, we would have had a, a farmhouse blown up because there was that much gas building up. So that was that was very frightening, and I'm just glad that we had a a good uh, a good turnout there. Let's see what is the uh, uh, the next. Just kind of thinking along the line. Well, what we have to do is I need to, in order to keep this, um, to get the cook stove going, I need to get underneath the house, do a, an assessment of, of any trenches that we need to dig so we can get uh, a new line under. The other option is just run it outside, but I'd rather keep it more protected underneath the farmhouse. Uh, let's see, uh, the bucks... Uh, back last fall, Dawn and I set up a new buck pen for them. After we finished the dating period with the does, uh, we were wanting to move them into their own pen, but a larger, more permanent pen. So if uh, for our friends that have been out here to the farm, uh, there's an area just on the south side of the grain bins uh, where we set up the pen. So we're using the grain bins as a bit of a wind block. We put their buck pen in there and, and fashioned up a, another winter wind block for them to the on the north side of their uh, shelter. Uh, but it, they've got a pretty good size area. And uh, as long as they don't tromp down the grass too, too hard whenever it starts growing, they should have a nice bit of fresh grazing on top of the uh, uh, the hay that we provide them. 
So that's where they've been at, and they've got a heated water bucket, and that's been working really well. We got three heated water buckets this past fall, and they only turn on whenever the water gets to a certain temperature. So it's um, it's been it's been nice. They haven't had to fight with ice. The the does, uh, we've had a lot of activity over there. We uh, had set up the hog panels to make a large square that is uh, uh, that has a runway for us down the middle uh, where we can do our feeding and not have goats in the middle of our uh, storage of feed. And then these, so the uh, each of the two halves, we have it set up to where they have access, full access to go back and forth, but we can close those off. And what our plans are is whenever we start having uh, the the babies coming uh, fairly soon, we're going to be able to divide those pens, each of those two pens, in half and even subdivide it more if we want to and still be able to, to feed them all together. But they will have some separation uh, while they take care of their young ones when they're really little. The big excitement finally came the last part of January. Uh, it had been pretty well three months prior the end of of October when we ordered one of these steel carports that you see people have except this one we ordered in an 18 by 18 foot size 6 foot high on the uh, the outer edges and then the north side and the south side has uh, siding all the way down to the ground. So we have the ends open to the west and to the east but we've got siding uh, uh, to provide windbreak for our uh, our prevailing winds and prevailing storms. So this gives us a really nice uh, shelter area so their food doesn't get rained on, so their hay doesn't get rained on. Everything just seems to be working good with that. Uh, it took a long time. We had some delays. I wasn't really overly happy with the company. Uh, regarding the delays, we were initially told it'd probably be about six weeks, and it definitely did not work out that way. It wound up being double that amount of time. But the people who set it up, the three gentlemen, uh, they did a fantastic job. They had everything from start to finish done in about an hour. I was really amazed. Frankly, the goats were kind of amazed because they spent a lot of time watching them trying to figure out what the heck are they doing in our pen. But that all got uh, set up and we reinstalled some of the the hog panels that we had to take down in order for them to build the uh, the shelter. But it is, uh, it's up and going and uh, really pleased with that. Uh, let me find my notes here that I have on my laptop. Here we go. Uh, another thing that's exciting regarding the goat pen is it's just four weeks until babies are going to start coming. Uh, the 21st of March is, I believe, uh, uh, Don told me, is the 149th day after we started our dating process and brought the bucks over to the does. So any time uh, a little bit before or after, uh, we're going to uh, be having some babies. Uh, the princess and duchess, especially duchess, she, she is as wide as she is tall 
and it just feels like she's ready to bust. So um, those two, you know, they, they've really uh, uh, expanded here recently. Uh, Queenie is showing signs that, that she could be pregnant, even though she didn't spend that much time with the does. Uh, we were able to catch Midnight and uh, had her lay down. She, she has a really neat trait about her, where the others, if you kind of tug down on their collar, they just fight and resist. But if you're able to get a hold of Midnight and tug down on her collar, she goes, she goes uh, down on her legs and just stays there in the, the quietest, nicest manner. Uh, she's very skittish to catch, uh, and doesn't want to come up, but when you when you have her, she will lay down. And Dawn put her hand underneath her belly, and I did also. But uh, uh, you could you could feel the babies moving. So that was that was fun and exciting. We're hoping uh, that she and Queenie are going to be having uh, multiple births, being each of them have had uh, one baby on their first go around. Um, we're not sure about Scribbles. Scribbles is not showing much sign of, of expansion, shall we say, on her sides like the others are. So it's possible she may not have bred. Rudy looks like she was bred. So if, um, if we have uh, multiples from Queenie and Midnight, that would be possibly four babies total. If Rudy and Duchess and Princess each had one, then we would be looking at seven babies. If uh, if Scribbles is also pregnant and has just one for her first go-around, then we're looking at eight. However, if any of the others have multiples, we could just be having baby goats all over the place. <laughs> so it's... Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're trying to figure out, you know, what schedules might look like. How do we make sure that we're here? We've been watching different videos on uh, assisting with uh, goat births and kind of, I guess you could say, getting ourselves accustomed to <laughs> to what happens. Because we missed the one uh, when Lucy was born. When we came out, she was just standing with the rest of the herd, just like, hey, I'm here. I'm on the scene. Uh, but the... Uh, but this time, you know, we definitely have a better chance of, of being present for some of the births. I, uh, I built a, uh, I'm in the process of finishing up a small goat house, uh, a little shed that would be just for one goat and the babies. It's uh, two foot by four foot on its side dimensions, then it's two foot high. So it's going to be something more like a dog house. Again, we don't have to have a lot of goats in there. I'm going to build a couple more of those. We'll add that with uh, a couple of dog kennels that we have, uh, and we'll use those around to uh, provide uh, shelter for the mothers and babies once they start coming. So we don't have... Uh, multiple mothers together because they they can definitely pick on the babies of the other of the other goats. So that's a thing we're looking forward to. One big project that I am tickled with is has been fencing in the large ravine behind the farmhouse. The ravine stretches across the twenty acres, which would be six hundred and sixty feet. I would say it's a good. Uh, at one end, 
100 foot across, the other end probably 200 feet across. So this is a pretty large area. And, you know, this, this winter I was buying uh, used T-post uh, fencing posts to, uh, to string the electric fence on. And we, this past Sunday, we were able to get that project done. Uh, Dawn helped me finish up as we were running the last of the electric fence wire uh, using 17 gauge, which is your, your thinnest one that's readily available. And we have four strands going up. Uh, I was concerned that we may have shorting out at somewhere along the line just because we're running through some brush and some wooded area. But it uh, it all tested out good. 6,000 volts came uh, coming down the line. That's enough to give a... Uh, a good, healthy jolt if they get near the the fence, and we did let them out into that fenced in area just a little bit uh, Sunday evening, and they did seem to remember uh, the uh, the fence from before. So I'm glad they remembered that. No one got shocked, and uh, so that that's going well. And I'm glad that project is done. Our hay supplies. Just giving an update there. We bailed. Uh, 50 small square bales and had them in the machine shed. I would say we're probably halfway done. I didn't count them up this morning, but uh, I would say we're probably halfway through. And that's please. My my concern was we were going to run out of hay. We had never, you know, didn't know how much the goats would actually eat. I did build a couple of uh, prototypes for, I guess you would call them hay holders, uh, so we can stick in several leaves of hay off of the bales and and not have to necessarily bring out fresh hay every day that we're up here. And it would keep it nice, uh, the, the, the large uh, carport shelter would keep it nice and dry. So uh, these two prototypes, there's one that I'm liking a little bit better. It provides a little bit better access. If you go out on Facebook to to the uh, page out there restoring the farmstead you can you'll see pictures of each of the two prototypes i still need to once i decide which one i want to do i'm going to put one of those over in the the buck pens we're just still placing it in a small little shelter but they can just they just spread it all over the place uh they're they're a little goats can be sloppy hay eaters that's for sure in looking at the hay ground uh, we have the approximately 10 acres of hay ground here on the the, the actual farmstead 20-acre site. And, uh, and then we have uh, the ability to get hay from the waterways on the CRP ground. Uh, the CRP does not, the contract does not include the waterways because they were never farmed. So we're able to, to access that. Uh, the neighbor, Matt, who does the the actual uh, uh, mowing and and uh, baling with the large bales of the hay, uh, he was wanting to use the the batwing mower to go out and knock down uh, the the tall weeds that were left over from last year in the waterways because we did we weren't able to get out there. It was too wet, so we weren't able to harvest any hay off of the waterways last year. So he was wanting to knock them down. And on uh Saturday we uh we were talking and and thinking about doing a controlled burn on one of the waterways. So he had it mowed a big uh, fire break around it 
and we decide let's go out there and see what happens. The wind wasn't bad. Um, there had been a rain the night before. Let's see what happens. So you can go out on Facebook and see some of the photos that I posted there. It got a little bit scary. This controlled burn just was starting to feel like it was going to turn into an out-of-control burn. Uh, you know, Once the, the fire gets big enough, it kind of creates some of its own winds. But it did stop. We were out there with uh, a shovel and a rake, and Matt went and got his tractor that had a blade on the back. So we were able to... Uh, guarantee that it didn't get into the the CRP so it did remain a controlled burn and I think that's going to do really good if we have some some cooperative weather in the future we're probably going to do it on the other waterways as well uh, that just gets down the 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 old unmowed uh, dead weeds and tall grasses it provides a little charcoal minerals that's going back into the soil and it's kind of like you know you're opening up the grass canopy so uh, it'll have a uh, better results for this coming hay season uh, the uh, a little bit of an update on the bees uh, when we had some nice weather probably Oh, it's probably been at least three weeks ago, going on four weeks ago. I went through all the hives. We had a couple more die out, so I'm at 11 hives, and they're all looking good and strong. Uh, I moved some of the uh, the honey from the, the hives that, that died out. Their numbers were just small. I think they had a couple of, we had a couple of bad old queens that just couldn't make it through the winter, and then the colony died out. But I moved some of their honey supply to others that were running a little bit short. And I only had to put emergency sugar on two hives. They were they were all doing very well. So I'm hoping that I can get uh, some honey supers out there fairly soon. Once it, it looks like we're, uh, we're starting to have like some tree blooms and such, I want to get some honey supers out there fairly soon uh, and catch some of that early... Um, uh, early nectar flow uh, since they they have enough of their supplies to to get through winter i'm not worried about them keeping the early flow i'd like to to get some of that um, we did have uh, as i was talking about the controlled burn we did wind up with an uncontrolled burn because of me checking on the bees i had my smoker going the pasture area was wet when i was done with the bees i emptied out my my smoker and uh, tamped it down and thought, okay, that's taken care of. It's it's down there in the wet grass. And so I came back to Effingham and I got a phone call from uh, our good neighbor, Matt and Michelle, and they said, are you burning off your CRP up here? And I said, no, I'm not. I'm in Effingham. I'm finishing up some supper, uh, getting it ready. And uh, they said, well, you've got about a 100-foot line of fire. Oh, my gosh. Uh, couldn't believe it. So uh, I said, I'll be right there. Was racing up. They went over with uh, a skid loader, like a bobcat, that had tracks on it. And they were able to get the, the flames out. But it did burn all around the beehives. I had one of these plastic snow fences behind to give a little bit of a windbreak to the hives. It burned that up, and it went out into the CRP uh, a good little bit uh, and and burned. But, boy, I'm glad they saw that. They were getting ready to leave town for the evening, 
uh, or go to another town for the evening. And, and I am so glad that they saw that because that could have very easily taken out, depending on the way the wind was blowing, 20 acres, 30 acres of CRP grass. And you don't want to have a fire going if you're not there. So that was, uh, that was uh, an interestingly scary time. Um, but I'm glad it turned out good. Um, let's see, Thelma and Louise, uh, they love it when we come up here because we feed them in the farmhouse and then they assume their position right in front of the heating stove, which is where they are at this moment. They're just snuggled down nice and warm. Uh, they've made it through the winter really well. We haven't had to have water for them in the machine shed. We've got a chicken water that, again, it keeps the water from freezing up when it gets below a certain temperature. And they uh, we didn't use that this year because they they just went over to the goat water and hop up on it, and that's that's been taken care of them. Plus, it hasn't been that cold. We haven't always had things frozen. So they've been able to go down to the creek or to different water puddles uh, to uh, to get the water that they need. The final thing is just kind of an update on equipment. I mentioned that Matt had borrowed the uh, uh, the Batwing mower to do some mowing on the waterways. And uh, I thought, oh my gosh, not another breakdown because he said, hey, we got a problem. Was this thing running whenever able to run whenever you put it away? Uh, and I said, yeah, I didn't use it last year, but the year before everything was fine. I knew I wanted to change the gearbox oil because it was looking a little caramely. Uh, but he said he, he started it up on his tractor and the, uh, it, it almost shut the tractor down. It wasn't going to turn at all and thought, oh no, what the heck happened? So what to make the long story short, there, it had not had the the gearbox oil changed in a while. There's vents on it. It collected moisture over the years, and uh, what he found was on a day when everything it was nice and warm and it thawed, that the gearbox had probably about half of its contents was water, all down at the bottom, and it was just, it was just simply frozen. So he drained all that in or out. Uh, cleaned it with some diesel fuel then and and drained that, and then he put the uh, gearbox oil in it, and it worked perfect. So that was a big relief. As far as the three tractors, uh, the propane tractor has uh, open parts, you could say. Uh, when my, uh, my cousin Brad was helping me with it, and when he had... Uh, uh, when he was up here, he pointed out a few things that we need to get replaced, and I've got those parts in a box here in the farmhouse. It's just been a little bit too cold and a little bit of a lower priority for me, uh, but we need to, to get those parts on, see if we can get that tractor running. Uh, the gasoline John Deere, for some reason, it's not wanting to uh, turn over, so that becomes the next priority. And then the little workhorse, <laughs> the uh, the old 19... 58 uh, AC WD 45 tractor, it isn't wanting to start. So right now, all three tractors are uh, kaputs, uh, which then leads me to the lawnmowers, uh, and they're a bit kaputs also. So there's there's going to be a lot of, of need to get some 
time in the the mechanic shop here at the farm and get those engines and those tractors and lawnmowers going. Um, oh, the one other final thing was the uh, uh, update on the corn crop. Uh, we had uh, bottom ground, about 65 acres of corn. Unfortunately, during the month of June, we had way too much rain. There was a lot of uh, uh, stunted growth with water pooling down in the river bottom. And frankly, we just had uh, a bad year for corn production, plus the prices of corn just plummeted and have stayed low, and they're not showing signs of of going back up again anytime soon. So as a result, uh, our effort there was just a little bit above breaking even. Uh, that was a disappointment. You know, you always hope for a good year, and that's what I was really hoping for, so that that income would be able to be put into some infrastructure repairs on the farmhouse uh, for uh, getting a new uh, mower, one of these zero-turn radius mowers uh, that would help with uh, the mowing, but that's not going to happen this year. So we're going to have to get these ones repaired and at least get another year's worth of life out of them uh, so we can keep the place looking nice and neat and, and family wanting to come up and enjoy uh, all the grass areas around the farm and the time around the pond and just out having a good time. So, well, that's kind of an update here on the Quicksaw Farmstead. If you're still listening and you haven't gotten bored, thank you for <laughs> sticking, uh, sticking with me. Uh, I hope to have a podcast a little bit more frequently. Check the Facebook page. It's a lot easier to take a snapshot and toss it up on Facebook. Uh, putting together the podcast does take a little bit more time and a little bit more technical uh, work to get it up and working correctly. So, But the Facebook always works pretty handy. So until then... Uh, We will uh, keep working away. You have a good last of your winter and the onset of spring. And we will come to you again in the future. Take care and God bless.